It is National Alzheimer's Disease Month, and we are going to be talking with the host of Life in the A-Zone, Peggy Sweeney McDonald. This is Today. Welcome to This Is Today, the podcast that features the stories that make this day unique. Yeah, it's November 23rd. I'm Russ, and here's what you need to know about today. Okay, so it is National Adoption Day. It's also National Espresso Day. Now, if you're adopting a very young child, uh, you're going to need some espresso. Okay, so when we had my daughter, I went through so much Starbucks in that first week. It was insane. Uh, It's tough raising a little one, but you know what? Adoption is a fantastic thing. It's something that you should look into. Uh, Back in 2017, there were about 3 million children that needed a home. A half a million are in foster care. So check it out. Think about it. At least take today to think about it, to spend National Adoption Day. And if you want to get your brain going, you know, have some espresso and that'll help you to to think about just about anything today. I have a lot of espresso to to do the show and to write the scripts for the show. (laughs) And uh, it's a great thing, isn't it? Uh, Let's talk about some of the events for today. Back in 1889, on this day, the first jukebox went into operation at a uh, saloon in San Francisco. First of all, how cool is that? A saloon in San Francisco. I would love to go to like one of those old timeys 1980s or 1880s saloons. Like that would be so cool. Actually, a 1980s saloon would be kind of cool too, wouldn't it? Uh, Does Pesh Mode play it in the background? Back in the 1800s, I don't think they had Depeche Mode on uh, the jukebox. They actually only had one track to choose from. So what they did was, remember a couple of days ago, I mentioned that Thomas Edison invented the phonograph. Well, they retrofitted one of those and they added some listening tubes, four listening tubes. Uh, yeah, listening tubes instead of headphones. Uh, they, were, they were just like uh, AirPods, I'm sure, just, just as cool looking. Uh, later, they added multiple versions where, you know, you could listen to just not one track, but several tracks within one uh, record, essentially. By 1980, 18, it functioned a little more like they do now, where you had multiple track selection, things like that. By 1940, the look of these changed significantly. They're no longer just a wooden box. They started to look like, you know, what you picture when I say jukebox. Yeah, they started to look like that at about 1940. They also started calling it a jukebox. Prior to that, they called it the audiophone machine. How cool of a name is that? Can you imagine, like... I'm going to go play something on the audio phone machine. Yeah, they needed a better name. So uh, this was the name that they chose. And of course, today they've gone digital and you can connect them to social media. You know, everything is connected to social media. Of course, even my toaster, you know, it's it's connected to Instagram. And that's that's why I post so many pictures of toast. Okay, let's move to 1936. Nobody needs to know about that. Uh, Life magazine was reborn as a photo magazine. Yeah, prior to this, it was like illustrations and comedy and jokes and uh, commentary and things like that. Well, it, it didn't really work that well, and people weren't really into it, so they changed it. It was actually bought by this guy named Henry Luce, and I hope I'm saying that name right. He acquired Life magazine. He also did Forbes and Time and things like that. Well, he in- completely just reinvented the magazine and put a concentration on photojournalism. Okay, you know that photo of the nurse in the arm? Arms of the Sailor in Times Square on BJ Day. We've talked about that before. Yeah, that photo, that was in Life magazine. 
Okay, so every major event, essentially, was in Life magazine back in those days, and still. Well, okay, so the thing is, a lot of people didn't know what certain things looked like, right? They, they didn't know because they couldn't see them on TV. They'd see these kind of grainy photos within the newspapers, but Life magazine was really a way to connect the world. And it's how, like, New York City learned about the Midwest and what, like, farmers were doing. And it's how the farmers learned what was going on in New York. So it was a pretty cool thing, uh, Life magazine back then. Back then, you know, it was like the news. And now you look at it and it's like history of the day. It's it's pretty cool to, to look at. All right. In 1963, Lyndon Baines Johnson proclaimed November 25th a day of national mourning for JFK. Now, if you didn't listen to yesterday's podcast, you're definitely missing out. I talked with the curator of the Sixth Floor Museum. Uh, and, you know, the thing is about these podcasts, just because they're daily podcasts doesn't mean you can't go back <laughs> and listen to previous ones. Definitely take a listen to yesterday. We learned a lot about the Sixth Floor Museum, about Oswald, and about Kennedy. That was on yesterday's podcast. Okay, we move now to 1992. The 10 millionth cell phone was sold. Okay, back in those days, it was mostly like those Zach Morris phones, but yeah, they were selling a lot of them. It was mainly Motorola and Nokia back then. Of course, now it's Samsung and Apple. But yeah, on this day in 1992, the 10 millionth cell phone was sold. All right, coming up, um, I'm going to talk with the host of Life in the A-Zone. It's Peggy Sweeney McDonald. And oh man, her podcast Grab some Kleenex, get ready. She is a fantastic storyteller. And oh man, the story that she tells about the struggle of dealing with her mom going through Alzheimer's is just amazing to listen to. We'll talk with Peggy right after this. And welcome back. It is Alzheimer's Disease Month. It's also National Family Caregivers Month. Going through this disease is is tough. Uh, one in ten Americans over the age of sixty five has Alzheimer's. It's officially listed as the sixth leading cause of death in the United States. And it's easy to talk about the financial toll. That's pretty easy to calculate, right? The emotional toll is not as easy to calculate and talk about. 17 to 35% of family caregivers view their health as fair to poor. And depending on the age of the caregiver, 40 to 70% of family caregivers identify themselves as clinically depressed. It's tough and challenging for the person going through Alzheimer's, but it's also tough and challenging for the person that is having to be the caregiver. Today, I'm talking with Peggy Sweeney McDonald. She hosts a podcast called Life in the A-Zone, and she's also the author of Meanwhile, back at Cafe Du Monde. Peggy, thank you for joining me today. Uh, thank you, Russ. It's great to be here. Uh, listening to your podcast, you know, there's times I'm laughing and there's times I'm, I'm grabbing the Kleenex. Uh, it's it's just such a, a great experience. You're such a great storyteller with this experience that you went through. Can you tell the listeners a little about that experience? 
Well, my mom uh, was diagnosed with Alzheimer's. We kind of knew something was going on um, for a couple of years. And I was living in L.A. I left my hometown of Baton Rouge when I graduated from LSU 36 years before. So I was in L.A. and I'd come back to visit and I noticed things. And my sisters would call. I have three younger sisters. They call and tell me what mom did and how crazy the behavior was. And so when I came back Easter 2016 to go to a wedding and to be here with my family for Easter, my sister Shannon uh, decided we all needed to go to see the neurologist when I was in town. So all four of us girls and my mom and dad went to the neurologist and my mom was officially diagnosed. That afternoon, my husband called me and he had been laid off from his job as a stockbroker in Los Angeles. So as he said, his dad had passed away of Alzheimer's a couple of years before that. So he said, you know, I think the universe just just made a decision for us that we need to move back to Louisiana to be there for your family. So we sold our condo and moved back. Um, we moved in with my parents and this they have a big house. So my husband has his own little den to watch TV upstairs. And we moved in with my parents and uh, we were just going to be here for a couple of months and get our own place and figure out our life here in Baton Rouge, which was going to be really different from living in LA. And once we saw how difficult my mom was for my dad and how he was struggling and we got here August 2016 is when we moved in with them and then she passed July 2019 so and she only was moved to memory care the last five and a half months you know it was a big lesson life lesson for me of trying to be my mom's caregiver and it was up and down and bittersweet as you heard on the podcast Uh, I had some tough times and I'm really honest about how difficult it was but I survived and I got through and you know if I would even take a tough day with my mom today if I had her back you're talking about depression I ended up having to go to my mother's doctor and saying hey I need I need help I need antidepressants I need anxiety any anxiety I was I was depressed and sad. I couldn't sleep. I just, I was a mess. And um, the beautiful thing is now I'm able to, to share my stories and hopefully help somebody else to realize that it's okay to have those crazy, crazy feelings of the up and down and the journey. It's life on life's terms every day. You know, you have to just stay in the day and find the little victories of each day, which could just be my mother smiling at me. That and, may be the little yeah. victory of the day when I was in, in in the midst of the journey. And, you know, uh, it, it's weird in a, in a COVID world to talk about isolation. <laughs> but with this, you feel so isolated. You feel so alone when you're, yes. when you're going through all of this. And it's so scary because you're going through it for the first time. You've never dealt with, you know, you, you prior to that, you probably had never been to a neurologist. You're learning as you go. It, it's just so difficult. It was the toughest thing I've ever done in my life. But it is such a beautiful thing to look back and go, I, I was there for my mom. I feel like I was cheated out of a lot of my mom's good years. Mm -hmm. And that's hard to like accept. Like, you know, I, but my mom always wanted me to follow my dreams. She lived vicariously through me in so many ways. My mom and my dad, they always supported me and we always had a wonderful time. My dad always said, you know, I love that you live in these fun places, Peggy, so we can come visit and and enjoy like New York and Los Angeles. And when we lived in New Orleans, my parents were both from New Orleans, but they hadn't lived there since, you know, they left after college. So when we lived in New New Orleans, they would come stay with us and we'd do 
all the fun things together. So I had some wonderful times with her, but moving back, it was tough because there was some good days, but there was a lot of bad days. Yeah. Yeah. So it was going to be a book originally. I'm so glad you put out the podcast. (laughs) Well, what happened was I had this idea like while I was caregiving my mom through those years, it's like, I should write a book. I should write a memoir about my journey back to Louisiana after 36 years and all the lessons I've learned through my mom's, you know, Alzheimer's. Because there was a lot of funny moments, a lot of sad moments. There was a lot of funny moments, a lot of beautiful moments. So when she passed, it's like, now I can write the book. And I would look at my laptop every day and I'd think, I should write today. And I would go take a nap, go for a walk, cook, eat, get a snack. I would do anything but sit and write. And then the Louisiana Book Festival was coming up November. So she died in April. November, I saw that they were having a writing class for the book festival, which when my book, Meanwhile, back at Cafe Du Monde came out years ago, I had been a presenter at the festival. So I like to like support it. Mm -hmm. So I saw they had a memoir writing class, a memoir essay writing class. And I thought I should go take that. This would jumpstart my writing. And I went and the instructor from NYU Michelle Falgate, she has her own book. She prompted us to write down 10 things we're embarrassed about. And one of those was the way my mother dressed at the end, because my mom was an impeccable, beautiful dresser. Mm. And at the end, she just didn't care. And her mind didn't see matching clothes or, you know, she'd have clothes inside out. So I wrote the story, The Fashion Show, which I think it's um, episode seven of my podcast. I wrote that in 15 minutes, the first, the beginning of that podcast story. I wrote that in that class and I read it to the class. And at the end I was crying and I looked up and the instructor and the other people in the class were all crying. And she looked at me and she said, did you just write that? And I said, yes. She said, oh, you have to write this book. So I left that class feeling 20 pounds lighter, a spring in my step. (laughs) I felt like I had a purpose. So I started writing it. And by May, I had like 66,000 words. I had 24 chapters. The only chapter I hadn't written and I still haven't written and I need to write it because it'll be coming down the pipe here soon on my podcast was when my mom passed. So I was writing this and I mentioned to some friends in beginning of July at a socially distanced lunch at a restaurant at four o'clock in the afternoon to my girlfriends and my husband. I said, you know, I'm thinking I should maybe just podcast these stories. You know, I'm an actress. I could put a lot of feeling and emotion in it because... Um, that's who I am. I'm a drama queen. And (laughs) it happened really fast from the idea July 1st to the 29th of July. The first one was up. Got laughs and tears. And and then you've got great food as well. And then your mouth starts watering and you get hungry. Well, and it's so funny, um, Russ, because I didn't know what I wanted to name it. Um, the podcast, uh, and my husband always says, living with Peggy is life in the P-zone. So I kept thinking about it. This, you know, living with Alzheimer's is like life in the A-zone. So that's how, where the the title nice. came from, life in the A-zone. And people, some people think it's like a thing. My friend said, so that's a thing, you know, people say they live in the A-zone when they're having Alzheimer's loved one. It's like, no, I just kind of made that up. <laughs> now it's a thing. <laughs> exactly. Hey, thank you for uh, putting together this podcast. It, it just made me feel and oh my God, I am so hooked. So I'm going to start at episode one and, and listen through the whole thing. And I strongly suggest thank anybody listen to this, do the same because it's just a fantastic, you're, you're a great storyteller. And uh, thank you so much for joining me today. And I, I look forward to having you back for uh, beignet and gumbo and jambalaya and all those different days. <laughs> uh, thank 
Thanks, Ross. It's great to talk to you. I really appreciate it. And we didn't get a chance to talk about the book. But meanwhile, uh, back at Cafe Dumont is available on Amazon and wherever you get your books. All right, let's take a look at our birthdays for today. Former President Franklin Pierce was born on this date back in 1804. In more modern times, Chris Hardwick uh, turns 49 today. Kelly Brook turns 41. Model and social media star Alexis Wren turns 24. Miley Cyrus is 28. Okay, we're going to go way back for this one. Billy the Kid was born on this day in 1859. Bruce Hornsby was born in 1954. And Chuck Schumer turns 70 today. That's your look at November 23rd. Thanks for listening to This Is Today. We do our best to pull together all the correct information. If we made a mistake and you heard it, you're super smart and we're super sorry. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and give us a five star if you think we deserve it. If you'd like to make sure that we cover something on a future episode, let us know. Go to thisistodaypodcast.com to give us suggestions, feedback, and see our other podcasts. I hope you enjoyed learning about today. I'm Russ, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.